Welcome to another bonus edition of Gale Boys. I'm joined, uh, as always, by Jordan and special guest again, Snail. How you doing? Uh, it's good to be here. Good to be here. Oh, it's always great to have you here. Um, honestly, we I was I was rewatching this. I think we all kind of came together and like rewatched this at the same time and said, "So this is Red Dawn. We're doing a little bonus here on Red Dawn." Uh, written and directed by John Milius. Uh, it actually has a, a story by credit by um, Kevin Reynolds, who was the director of Waterworld and um, Robin Hood, uh, Prince of Thieves, but he like disowned this movie because he's like, yeah. John <laughs> Milius came in and just said, fuck all this shit and just wrote his weird like G.I. Joe fantasy for this movie. <laughs> You know, it underlies yeah. sort of a, a weird, like the psychological underpinnings are that of like, um, this was uh, 84, if I remember right. Yeah, this right? is 84. This yeah, is... so this is like, um, you know, a Mondale Reagan election, I believe, is 84, oh. correct? Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the fear of the Soviets was very much like a, uh, a, like a thing that, you know, they're like, oh, you know, fucking Carter, he's gone soft on the communists, the communists, you know, like pre-Reagan and then during Reagan was an escalation in the Cold War that, you know, Carter had sort of, and Nixon, you know, really... And Ford, you know, had, had continued the – they pursued a less bloodthirsty approach to international diplomacy. Yeah, and yeah so Nixon's whole thing was the fucking, like, bipolar world. Like, yeah, China will have its own power base. Yeah. The Soviets can just do their own thing. Yeah, just right. try to angle fucking diplomacy. And then Reagan comes along. He founds fucking right-wing death squads for the conscious. Just, like, yeah. people just on escalation. Yeah, yeah. 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 Reagan truly is America's probably most evil president. Truman's up there. Oh, but yeah. I think Reagan – no, 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 Reagan, Reagan, Reagan's number one. Reagan so it's interesting. Oh, we're doing an episode on this because we've never really talked about John Milius on this program because John Milius is a he's a fascinating cat. Um, for those who don't know, he is was a he got his start primarily as a screenwriter. He wrote Magnum Force, one of the Dirty Harry sequels. He directed. He directed a movie about Don Gillinger. Is uh, Magnum Force the one with the like Hal Holbrook? That's the cop that kills people. It's Hal Holbrook's uh, the villain. Uh, it's Michael Cimino. Kind wait, of... Apocalypse Now. Really? Yeah, he co-wrote that. No, what happened was he wrote a draft and then Coppola came in and basically just rewrote it from scratch. Uh, uh, I would have loved uh, to have read his version of that script because when you get to his <laughs> politics, he's a fascinating man. Because um, he also wrote, he wrote and directed Conan the Barbarian with Oliver Stone, friend of the show. He also did a draft for Clear and Present Danger, the Harrison Ford movie. Oh, hell yeah. Like, all of his screenwriter's credits are like, he got brought in, did a draft, like, oh, fuck me. Um, okay, you, you tell you what, we're going to hire someone else, uh, but we gave you credit, and here's a check. Because he's, a, he's a very good ideas man, but when it comes to like, the meat and potatoes of stories, he's not that good. He's a- he is a notorious right winger, and even by 80s standards, oh, yeah. like, hardcore would, into Trump having his daughter. Were fucking... She did a whole movie about <laughs> Trump is on like they, there's a conspiracy against Donald Trump, and she did <laughs> that. And but like Don Milius, if you look at his life, he's he was a member of the NRA. He hated the peace movement. Would bring a gun. Like one of my favorite stories to read. There's two stories. He had a loaded gun with him the entire time he was shooting this movie. And I think it was Charlie Sheen he told this to. I remember at one point, John, in a, in a somewhat joking mood, he said, quote, my fantasy, this <laughs> insane, was to, uh, to, to fly across treetops and drop fire on children. And then that big smile. There's not a lot of people in Hollywood gonna say that. 
And I thought, I fucking love this guy. <laughs> Unprompted out of nowhere. So this is a this is a fascinating cat. And this is his this is his manifesto, not just as a filmmaker, but this is his political manifesto. Because the, the- this is every like boomer fucking maggot uncle's bet dream of just like oh what if the communists like all teamed up and invaded replace the soviet union with anyone else and there you go oh yeah you could make this about antifa if you wanted you know (laughs) oh well i mean for them it occupies the same psychological space and you know that's funny that uh you know my dad showed showed this movie to me and you know my dad is a uh, a very right wing this sort of idea of guerrilla war against the unjust left wing communist oppressors that are you know literally shooting people and massacring oh, the op- like they've landed paratroopers at a the, fucking high school the opening of this movie, the clips the op- like yeah the opening sure. of this i love the teachers like oh what's all these pair like there's paratroopers <laughs> landing in the front yard the country's being invaded like Hey, they go. They must be off court. I'm back. <laughs> he literally says, "What's going on, fellow men?" And then he just gets shot. And, get, and then they fire yeah. a rocket into the school. And then right. Patrick Swayze and C. Thomas Howell cut and run. Which they I, wait for, for paratroopers who are supposed to drop in behind enemy lines. Like, like they're using these fucking rockets that they could be using on the town, on the vital infrastructure, the police yeah. stations, the, the whatever. And they just don't fucking do that. They're like, let me just blow yeah, up the high school. It's such a, an insane depiction of, of 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 communists as like these insane aggressors. Yeah, that well, that, that's what I mean. This this is what I love about this movie is that even though it's it's crazy, but it is a right. it's a personal piece for me. This yeah. is how yeah, evil yeah. they are. They slaughter everything. They slaughter yeah. the children. Like you can imagine. Yeah. I've said this um, about other films on this show, but I like to imagine when this was screened at the White House because I know Reagan has definitely seen this movie during his presidency. Nancy was giving him a hand job while they were watching it. Isn't that awesome? You damn right it is, Nancy. <laughs> Yeah. Now, now, now I, help me bring crack to Baltimore. <laughs> I, I fucking love how um the, the whole guerrilla warfare thing, which is like exclusively used by communist guerrillas in like Vietnam, Cuba, a whole bunch of other places. It's the Americans' turn to do that. It's the Americans' turn to be the uh, heroic freedom well, fighters and like, the uh, they, aggressors. They do this thing in the movie where it's Patrick Swayze, uh, Charlie Sheen, uh, C. Thomas Howell. They all like are in the woods on the run from the government, the the evil communists, and they kill a deer. And like Patrick Swayze does like this weird blood ritual. Like, you must drink the blood of your first kill. Only then you'll be a warrior. Like this is some crazy. Like I redacted, redacted, and actually redacted. This. I did that. So. Oh, oh, that's fu- that's different. That's, yeah, no, you do you, that. That's you, different. You, you, you're not you, you're not you fighting the Russians. You're not fighting the Russians in a movie. No, 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 no. Yeah, but like it is, it is. They didn't drink a Russian's blood. They drank a deer's blood. They that, drank a deer's that blood. Is, but that's a very like that's very much a rite of passage thing. And then they yeah. do like the like again. I feel like a lot of this is based on Milius's own childhood. Like I hate to psychoanalyze, but all these like '80s young adult teen movies none of like emotional politics plays into it at all like you yeah. think of like a like a john hughes movie it's all about i can't get dressed for the prom john mills like fuck that kid shit let's blow everything up <laughs> i actually dig that a lot about this movie it like just sidesteps all that shit and just turns them into adults right out the fucking blue they, they, they have like fucking survival skills straight out the bat they're able to invade the fucking russia it's not just the um the russians that invade it's cubans nicaraguans yeah, yeah. is have, have any of you played a uh, call of duty ghosts i have heard of the I story haven't. of that and wow yeah it's, it's so um it's set in some like 
not too distant future where like all Latin America teams up to invade the United States. Yes, Babe. and it's stuff like yeah, yeah, yeah I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like I know which side I'm on in that conflict in Yadras. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Absolutely. Well, well, the scene I love though is when they sneak to the prison camp pretty early in the movie, and Henry Dean Stanton's the dad who's in the prison. Like, they have, like, a fucking, like, Auschwitz-style, like, prison camp in the middle of a drive-in movie theater. All the Americans yes. who love freedom get to the corner. Yes, Harry. <laughs> fucking crazy. And, and then Henry Dean's... Yeah, Harry Dean Stanton's, like, the alcoholic dad who's been beating up Patrick's, um, uh, C. Thomas Howe. And, and then she fucking, like, um... Avenge like, me! Get, you get, yeah, avenge, avenge me when you get shot. Avenge me! the scene right after the next day they take him to a field and have a tank just mow them down and then they start singing i think they sing like the national anthem or star spangled banner it's one of the most like this is the most jingoistic shit i've ever fucking it is. seen this isn't even like um like a shade type movie but it's based on like some kind of reality this is just a fever dream this is like because this idea of like the Reds are going to invade. It's like there's actually no basis in reality for that. Well, the, the thing, and, that... and, and in fact, dare I say the uh, the opposite is true? Because um, if you look at fucking like again the Nixon fucking files, um, there was like there was these mass plans for a fucking American led invasion of the Soviet Union, and it's like, uh, man, well, fuck. I, the thing about this movie too that's so fucking crazy is the fact that like I was when I was reading about this movie, um, this movie is like is canon in so many i remember the operation to capture saddam hussein when they caught him in that spider hole was literally <laughs> operation red dawn yep which is yep. fucking wild that's just that just shows you how, well. yeah this movie captured the hearts of so many fucking lunatics in the 80s i, I remember some like early ukraine thing of like and this is like such a fucking reddit thing of a bunch of ukrainians uh wolverines on the side of, of a fucking russian tank uh, i mean like, you uh, know they, they, they clearly, I mean, still contrary to the reality uh, of what anti-communism is and who the communists are, like the insurgencies are almost hardly ever, you know, you have, you know, the, the Contras in uh, Nicaragua. I guess you could consider the fucking, uh, the, the, the fucking, uh, you know, the apartheid fucking, you know, whatever, the Rhodesians and, you know, like yeah. whatever, you know, like the Bush war, you know, whatever. But, like, right-wing, like, anti-communists are almost never an insurgency. Uh, and But they want, they, you know, they want more than anything to have a reality. And that's the thing. It's, it, it's not like a, it's not like an abstract desire. It's like they actually, it's like a, it's a death cult. They actually want this to happen. You know, they want it to happen because it means they were right. Total war is, you know, the, the, the Goebbels quote of, like, oh, no, poor slob wants a war. no. Americans want war. It's like the most insane fucking death cult. Like the the military like has completely fucking broken the brains of an entire generation. Well, I mean, it, I bring, I brought this up last time on, on like when we did our um, we did another episode. I find it fascinating that like you have this whole these this generation of people they don't trust like Hollywood. They hate the mainstream media. Yet everything has to be viewed through the lens of a feature film. Like, that, that is that's, that's like what, a very like bit yeah. more conservative thing. But like they they think oh. like like they hate Hollywood yet they think everything's like a Jerry Bruckheimer film. It was, film. It was the uh, sound of 
It was the uh, Sound of Freedom episode, which is structured like a Hollywood fucking oh, yeah, thriller. Well, this movie's a little more, like, again, more... This has a lot more conservative bones than Sound of Freedom yeah. does. Because Sound of Freedom was just, we just took money from people. John Milius, yeah. this is his baby, and he is... Oh, he yeah. was at the perfect period in time where he could... Like, conservatives basically ran Hollywood in the 80s. If you think of, like, like Clint Eastwood, like, like yep. still riding high. Although, Clint, I've said this, I have a little more respect for Clint Eastwood than a lot of other people because he's at oh, least, yeah. like, he's at least willing to question things like, he'll do like flags of our fathers which is like the most fuck america movie of all time one yeah. of the most but like someone like milius cannot even like imagine i could never imagine milius making yeah. something like that no. or like even like letters to iwo jima which is entirely from the japanese yeah. perspective nope. yeah, yeah. Well, even though uh quentin eastwood's a republican he's not a trump guy whereas no. milius is like he's in there he's 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 drank that kool-aid well, he's oh, been yeah. drinking that Kool-Aid for fucking day. That's why this movie's so fucking wild. It's, it's, about, it's about how evil the communist Russians are. He seems to have a lot of respect for them. Because oh, yeah, you've got, yeah. um, got the Spetsnaz commander, uh, Bobby Smith, who's like yeah. this honorable, uh, smart, like, yeah. commander. Like, it's almost like he says, you know what, maybe we should kill, invade America, but just kill the people I don't like. It's yeah, a right. very fucked up, scary like thought process to have because he oh, spends yeah. a lot of time with them. Like there's extended scenes in this movie where it, the dialogue is all in Russian, and you get to spend time with this commander who's like, maybe we shouldn't kill them all. Like it's it's weird if for a movie this jingoistic to do that is fucked up to me. I haven't seen those uh, those scenes, the the extended ones, but you know that's uh, you know I, I you know I hadn't really expected that, but. You know, and uh, Clint Eastwood though wasn't he a wasn't wasn't he a Democrat? You know, for a, for a while I at least. A lot, you know, of, a, a lot of. I, I think it's a Southern strategy thing. Like he was a like Nixon Democrat, and then like yeah, the, the fucking polls shift, and now he's he's shouting at an imaginary Barack Obama. And that, oh yeah, uh, well he's yeah. absolutely you know yeah. a completely in it just insane right-wing figure now but it at least speaks to some sort of humanity i i think like the the born and died in the wool conservative is a sad like just portrait of anger you yeah. know generally those people are just some of the most vile awful people and you know the ones that are uh converts to conservatism it's sad to see or, or converts to really a more violent I mean, because, you know, the liberals, obviously, you know, whatever. I'm oh, the, the problem with whatever. liberals is that they don't get shit done. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's oh, this yeah. desire of, esc of like, um, of what's what's the word I'm looking for? Accelerationism. Fuck it. Like, Biden's not going to save us. We were told he's going to save us. Fuck it. Like, and, you know, that's a human nature. You want things to get better. But that does lead to people as a pretty dark fucking... We bring up QAnon. Why is this shit not getting better? Well, obviously, you have to worship Trump like a god. And it's just... Yeah. It leads people to some fucking scary paths, I think. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about, like... Like, QAnon also has the uh, the obligatory anti-communist elements to oh, it as yeah, well. No, that, 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 that is so ingrained in America as a country at this point. You can't do anything without bringing up anti-communist shit. Uh, you know, for all the bleak, you know, and I've been talking about anti-communism in, 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 in the past tense because it's sort of, honestly, I don't think is as, like, I mean, communism as a political force, you know, the, the real politic dialogue with China, I mean, the fucking... United States government recognizes does not recognize the Republic of China. Like you know, uh, anti-communism as a political force in America is pretty much you're you're shooting spent loads. 
it's, it's become like it's the end of history thing or it's like yeah. we don't actually believe in like this like cold war uh, red baiting stuff anymore so we can't do business with china Whereas yeah. now, like when when you hear about anti communism in America, it's yes, yeah, Antifa. It's this yeah. like neighborless yeah, well, concept that can China, be applied to like anything. China is not a communist country anymore. I'll no. tell you that right now. People like no, that, no. Have you ever looked at like, how much money flows there and how many but, rich uh, money? I mean, it's it's not about. I mean, it's a, they're not a communist country, and I don't think that they would ever claim to be a communist country. No, but that used to be the that, communism. I mean, they, they, they'll tell you. They, the reason why you know that is because they publish the statistics of, you know, the capital flow. Socialism in one country doesn't work. Is Stalin right or, or is he not? You know, we have, to, we have to, you know, make that distinction and say, okay, either Stalin was right and you can just do socialism. You can, you know, push the button and do it in your country despite the fact that the global economic mode of exchange is is not that of capitalist nature of an expropriatory yeah. you know exploitative nature and say that we we the communist party can consciously control this and say that yes it's going to suck did the great leap forward was that better and so either mao's right or 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 and stalin are, are right and that we can the chinese can just do communism on their own or the the problem of that was like they were banking on the Germans also doing communism around about the same yeah. time. And then when that didn't happen, Stalin was like, right, we have to industrialize. And that involves yeah. killing tens of millions of people. Yeah. Same, right. same as in China, man. China went from fucking feudal backwater to what it is now. And a bunch of people had to die to get there. But, the, you know, such is the nature of modern state building. And, you know, the fact that people aren't, like, it's like, you know, Parenti says about the Soviet Union is communists are so awful and we hear that there's still gulags well up into the 90s, which is already pretty well into fantasy land. We would certainly, once the, once the communists were gone, they would love to, you know, give you a video tour of these communist prison camps and show the people, you know, the, the extent of the repression that they claimed was there and they just fucking didn't. No. And you know, no. in any meaningful degree, a lot of a lot of that that they can show is from the Stalinist era, which, you know, I mean, I am by no means a Stalinist, but you know, I certainly think that the path of economic development in China is subject to bringing it under the, you know, the authority of the Communist Party. I think is already just if if that is fundamentally true and you know, the Communist Party is fundamentally at least in some way democratic down to the local level the only thing you can't do is you know question the overarching you know goal of overthrowing capitalism in the long term um and reinstitute and instituting a new social order if in you know if we say that that is true you know i think that is true so i you know yeah. that, is, that, is, that can be refuted but is, it can be also refuted with facts but you know yeah it's very funny true, the red dawn remake the, 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 um, when did the Red Dawn remake come out? Like, uh, 2012. And the funny part about yeah. that remake was... <laughs> they just palette swapped the Soviet Union no, with No, China. no. What happened was... It's actually fascinating. So that was one of the craziest parts when I heard there was a remake of Red Dawn. And I told him, like, how? How do you do that? And then what happened was... So what happened was it was supposed to be China. And they chased well, North Korea so well, that they could well, sell it in China. The and then they here's still the didn't sell it in China. I guarantee you why. What happened? Uh, Avengers played in China and shaded a shitload of money. And yeah. it was like, well, 
we can't we can't close that market because I think that China, if you say any shit, they will fucking kick you out forever. Yeah, yeah and, and fucking Homefront also written by John Melis. Um, fuck yeah. Yeah, that... people have forgotten about that because that's like this a game. Um, uh, Snell. Uh, what's that? So it's a video so, game. And, like, so Homefront is a Xbox oh, Homefront. Yeah, PSP yeah, yeah, yeah. game, but <laughs> North Korea like oh yeah yeah like I occupies that. Japan and then. No, what, happened, what, what happens is is Kim Jong-il dies and then Kim Jong-un decides to open his borders to South Korea and they become a superpower and then they become friends with fucking Japan and basically it's all about how like Asia takes over the white the white world. It's a very there's like a sequel to it too like but it's one of these like fucking wild games where it's all like trying so hard to be serious and shit but it's like this completely insane fucking that Red Dawn shit might have played well in 84, but, like, in the future, like, this is... Yeah, no, no, that, that remake bombed fucking hard, because it's, like, even, like, the, uh, like, propagandized to American audiences, like, North Korea, really? Yeah, really? no, that's... The, oh, yeah. Like, if it was China, it might have actually worked, because they have the manpower to do that, but you're yeah. gonna fucking... That, that's, I'm surprised, like, if, if they did that now, it would just be China, like... The, the, the China baiting now is fucking Trump does it, Biden does it, like everyone's doing it now, so it would be China now. But yeah, just this fucking idea that like anyone wants to invade America is just, it's a fucking pipe dream, man. It's bullshit. I, I love also, oh, yeah. go, going back to the original film, I love also the insane like Powers Booth basically playing John Milius in real, like his own like weird self insert character, like talking about, I watched all these communists murder my brothers and. <laughs> yeah it's oh yeah well, i mean it's insane and, and it's sort of rendered like you know even when you talk with people in america and you, you know you talk to them and you know you get on the subject of you know the military spending and you know that that like the fact that we spend that much on our on our massive killing machine is to a large segment of people it's like you know yeah well you know when you tell them the, the, the statistics it's like okay well yeah that's pretty high but and then you're like, well, so we should cut it. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, oh, well, okay. That, 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 and then you know you can't get them to admit that, like, you know, I, I've told people multiple times we could cut that in half. Oh, we could cut it in half. I, I think we should cut it in half. Well, I mean, I mean, oh, there's, there's like there's like a weird title card at the beginning of this movie where they're talking about like we we were not prepared when they came in. Like, yeah, it's also the, the, this, this insane what if of like. Like the Greens take over in Germany and they open up to the Soviets and that allows them to retake Europe, which allows them to take America. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. And also, love too, just to get back to the, the ending of this movie is hilarious too. We're like, I fucking remember this because I, I, every time I see it, I laugh out loud. Where Patrick Swayze does like the, he pulls out his revolver like he's fucking, he's a cowboy. You lose. And then the fucking general just shoots Patrick Swayze half to death because, yeah, if you're going to shoot a motherfucker, just shoot him. Don't fucking yeah, come with one liners and shit. Yeah, don't try to pull your Quintus with Bill Shatter. And, and that, that fucking final line of like, you, you don't see it in the movie, but America won eventually. Yeah, no, there's it's a plaque. Yeah. I, have the, I have the plaque here. I took a screen cap of this because this is hilarious. In the early days of World War III, gorillas, mostly children, place the names of their lost upon this rock. They're, they fought here alone and gave up their lives so that this nation shall not perish from this earth. That is the most fucking unhinged thing. Like, this idea that America transcends earth and it's like yeah. a, a god country yeah. is so but, fucked but, up to me. But, and it's a unique to, to, 
to John Milius. Another country I know who has a unique right to exist. Yes, yes. Well, to John Milius, like America is the shining city on the hill. Is this like inherently fucking blessed country that like yeah we can kill fucking whoever we want, but if um if that ever comes back to us, if that's uh, if there's like any blowback whatsoever, then that's a fucking mortal sin. <laughs> and, and and this the same in Israel as Snelder said, like they can whatever the fuck they want, and yeah. No, no. Uh, but you know, yeah, it, it's absolutely like the root of anti-communism is saying that it has no base, and, and that oh well, we don't do that. That's not true. You know, we're not an imperializing force or whatever, uh, or a colonizing force, an imperialist force, whatever. Blah 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 blah. blah. We don't do all these bad stuff, uh, all this bad stuff that people people say that we do. But I think in the back of people's minds, they know. In the back of these reactionary, these jingoists, these fucks, in the back of their mind, these fucking cunts know. They know that, uh, they, you know, that we do awful things. That, and, it, it, like, the whole fear of, of foreign communists or foreign, like, you know, invasion is, like, there is, like, a... Like, people don't just fucking invade you for no fucking reason. No. Like... They know that they've done something to deserve it. And so their consciences sort of like it haunt them and haunt their fears and it pervades. It's like a, a weird sickness. It's like they, they know, but they can't acknowledge it outwardly, but they know it in their hearts to be true. It, yeah. it, it drives this weird sort of psychopathic fear. Yeah. To, to, to wrap this up, like John Miller subconsciously realizes that like we did awful things in Cuba and they kind of like, they deserve some form of payback, so it's like, yeah, Cuba yeah, invades, fuck it. That's just one of the things that's so wild about this movie, is that revisiting it, when I was watching it, it's like, you know, it's this ultra jingo, like, I love bad 80s action movies, canon films shit, like Chuck Norris Invasion USA, shit like that, <laughs> and this is like, this movie I actually think is worth watching, even if you hate the politics, because... It's so unhinged and so yeah. over the top. You can't take it seriously. You can try, but it's like it's so melodramatic and over the top. It's just, it's so easy to just kind of sit down and like with with get get stoned, order a pizza, crack a beer, and watch this because it is. But that's hilarious considering what John Milius's intentions were with this movie. Trying to be well, like, I mean, I think it. I think that that succeeds with us. Like you know, and you know, as as someone that's got half a brain, sure. Uh, you know, that is the, it, you know, it does seem melodramatic and whatever, but like when you watch this as a 12 year old or when you watch this as a grown conservative, which have the same amount of brain function or like a, you know, a grown anti-communist that, I mean, I like that movie does have that sort of reverence is like, it's next to, it's, it's, it's treated as like a, almost like it happened, like the dumb conservatives head as something that actually happened. And that's why the communists are bad. It, it, it's, it's, the, it's the John McCain POW thing of like, yeah. oh, our, our, our boys are still in Vietnam, so we have to send Rambo in to rescue them, and it's like, that's, <laughs> you're, you're just making shop to fucking get mad at it. And it's like, well, see, that yeah. was the last. That's interesting that you brought that up because you know I, I said you know I said I I believe I said something in the uh, in the last episode that we did uh, the Nixon one that the uh, uh, the QAnon. Uh, was like a a sort of injected uh, conspiracist like kind of thing, and, and that it's not like an organic like aliens kind of thing. The POW MIA thing, you know, becoming such a big thing and having all the flags like in America, the flag, the POW MIA flags like around Indiana, 
where I'm from, the more rural areas, you like every, every place that's got like an American flag will have a POW flag. And, you know, that, that sort of conspiracist thinking, uh, I would not be surprised to find out that that was like a sort of lost cause or thing for Vietnam that, you know, people like the, cause that, that really gained traction around the, uh, around the eighties, um, the early eighties. It, it, that's, it, it's almost like that. It's, it's like, you know, that, that almost seems like a deep state formulation, <laughs> Of, yes. of a conspiracy theory. Well, it, all, it also goes back to Hollywood, the idea of like how many fucking dumb action movies were about like, we got to yeah, save the POWs. That's, yeah. what I, that's what I find so fascinating about this film. This is like, this movie almost transcends politics in a way because even though it is about right-wing fantasies, the, we talked about the Ukrainians taking yeah. this film and like, I've seen even people who aren't particularly political will reference this fucking movie. They'll yell, Wolf oh movie. yeah. Like it's like, that's the kind of the power that like cinema has over particularly a culture that's like so like in America everything is digested yeah. through entertainment and nothing of yeah. substance. Yeah, media consumption, absolutely. It is it is it fascinates me that like this movie just found a life outside of just being a fucked up weird artifact of Reagan's America. It's worth it viewing if you haven't seen it, uh, because it is it is so fucking out there and just if you want, like, it's going to have its uh, 40th anniversary now, so we'll end up doing Oh, it. man, I'll be celebrating. Oh, for, yeah. oh, I'll watch this at a bar. I will personally Fuck be yeah. celebrating by gunning down my nearest, uh, you know, conservative militia that's hiding out in the woods uh, <laughs> with a fucking Apache helicopter. God live the, uh, or God, you know, God save the uh, People's Republic That's of America. That's my favorite scene of this movie. The guy yells, Wolverine, he's just standing in a fucking field and just gets burned right. down by the fucking helicopter. I'm like, well, yeah, obviously. I mean, I know uh, it's meant to be yeah. a heroic sacrifice, but it looks ridiculous. Especially when the squibs on his back explode. You're like, Jesus Christ. Uh, the glorious squibs. Oh, it's great. When you watch that, you know, it's 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 great. You know, I, I my headcanon is that they're actually heroic uh, Maoist fighters fighting the revisionist uh, <laughs> Soviet uh, Soviet in, in, invaders. Well, there's that, there's that one. Got, got, you know, fucking c c c crackers. Fucking yeah, there's, there's this dying impression of Ites aren't doing uh, socialism in uh, America properly, so uh, yeah, Maoist uh, C. Thomas Howe is going to stick it to them. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, People's war until communism. Because around about the same time as this, you have the Soviet invasion in uh, Afghanistan. I think we haven't really investigated John Milius' uh, like, his, his Maoist, uh, you know, maybe... Maoist tendencies, maybe. yeah. He might be a closet Maoist, you know. We, we, oh, you know? Fuck, yeah. I mean, he's had enough time. I feel like he'll, you know, dude. Come on, you're you're what seventy years old. You yeah. What do you want him to call for people's war? He has to do it read between the lines. He's he's a he's a four D chess uh, closet Maoist, you know. He's yeah. advocating for uh, uh, people's war against the uh, social imperialist imperialist. Uh, you haven't brought up the uh, Newsmax China Biden thing. Damn it, uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, we have less than a minute. Uh, yeah, um, we have uh, to round this up. We have a uh, Newsmax no, over here in uh, Scotland for some reason, and I was just like browsing it casually, and I saw something of like uh, Biden's in the pocket of Big China, and I'm just thinking of like ah. that's a content bit of like Chinese Biden. <laughs> but, listen, Jack, if you ain't Han Chinese, you ain't Chinese. I'm picturing. I'm picturing... <laughs> listen, Jack. It's time to learn Chinese. <laughs> I'm picturing Biden with like his fingers to his eyes, squinting them. Like a fucking racist uh, character. Yeah, like Final <laughs> Ted, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so join us next time for some other um, 
anti-communist bullshit for a while. He's not afraid to take responsibility for his beliefs. And even more than his beliefs, his, he's not afraid to kind of like look the dragon in the face. He is the guy who we ride into battle with, right of the Valkyrie blasting. I mean, he is that guy. He made himself into the showman of the right in the period where, not that's changed that much, but Hollywood was defiantly liberal. It's hard to understand John in terms of, I mean, I know John the person, and he's sweet, lovable, wonderful, honest, uh, I say very loyal, you know, great guy. And then he's created this persona. He has a really unique voice, and, and, and for whatever reason, it didn't get altered by the process over time. But you get this public persona and it becomes a part of you. I mean, whether you like it or not, what, the way the world perceives you creates a persona and that persona becomes real in the media, in the outside world, in you know, movies, in everything that's done about you.